0: Uh did you hear?
1: Oh, bitch. Did you hear? Yeah. Oh my god. Did you hear? Oh, Oh, did you hear Did you hear? Hey,
0: that's cool. Hello, hello. Hi. Welcome to Did you hear? Or did you hear?
1: Did you hear? <laughs> How many different ways can you do that? <laughs> lots. Lots, it's many lots, lots, and lots.
0: This is Angelica. And staff.
1: And we're back in 2020. 2020, y'all. Oh my god. Oh my god. I can't gosh. believe it's another year. I know. I'm excited. Hopefully I am too. we don't have a world war. I know. That'd be nice. Yes. <laughs>
0: And hopefully Australia <laughs> stops burning. I know. It's so sad. Have you I seen know. all the? I mean, I I've been know. following a lot of the um, Instagram pages from the rescues and stuff yeah. like
1: that. It's so sad. It's really sad. I have a very good friend who lives in Australia, mm-hmm. and I was reaching out to her, but she's safe. But it's yeah, no, it's it's horrifying. I actually was reading Ace. Um, a report, I don't remember where it was, but somewhere basically those scientists ooh, amigo's going all crazy. Uh-huh. Um scientists about twenty years ago predicted that this would be the state of Australia because of they were just looking at global warming trends and they're like by this by twenty twenty Australia will experience way more um, forest fires and all that yeah so it's oh, very no yeah it's very sad but yeah <sighs> well hopefully they won't I, I, th- I heard
0: that they're supposed to start up again this week so
1: yeah California's we're sending some of uh, our firefighters over oh they are yeah oh, that's great yeah so helping that's out really good Ugh.
0: I wish I could do something more I mean there, there's I guess you could donate,
1: donate. yeah but unfortunately, I don't have a lot of money right now. I know. It's like, things like that make me go into existential crisis mode because I feel like there's nothing I can do. Yeah. What can I do? i like, I can try to take a shorter shower. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Like, that's how I feel about it. i like, it's devastating. I don't... Yeah. So if you have any tips on what to do to help global warming, please let me know. Yeah.
0: Please let us know. Because I'm... I know I'm always trying to be better about things, but I, th- I feel like I'd be doing a lot more, a, a yeah. lot better
1: job. <laughs> yeah. Same. Same. I don't really know. I'm like, recycle, eat less meat, uh, is it that, yeah, shorter showers, yeah, conserve water, yeah, but yeah. it's wild, but 2020 is going to be a good year. <laughs> No straws. No. <laughs> no straws. no straws. No straws. Yeah, Twitch
0: Twins is going to be a good year.
1: It's going to be a good year. We're saving sea turtles. Um, That's actually the straw way. thing's really hard for me because I love drinking from I straws. I know you do. That's why I, I was
0: <laughs> looking at you when I said
1: that. I, I now have, though, I have reusable straws. Yeah, you bring your own straw I to bring the party. My, I do bring my own straw to the party because <laughs> I love them so much. It's also because I am a fan of a bold lip. I love a red lip or like a purple lip, so... It also helps with my yeah. lipstick.
0: <laughs> that is true.
1: It's hard but. to drink
0: with a bold lip. Mm-hmm.
1: But, um, yeah, man. Do you have any, um, f- before we get into everything, do you have any goals or resolutions for 2020?
0: Um, I have a lot. But I guess the main one is just to be the best version of me.
1: What? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I always
0: feel like it's, I do specific things and then it doesn't, I get upset when it doesn't happen how I want it you know so I'm just gonna try my best (laughs) for 2020 yeah and I'd love to get this podcast up and running on a daily on a regular schedule yes for sure
1: yeah so what about you um I have two like goals I set for myself one is to I want to run a 10k by April (laughs) I was like thinking which month April, so um, I've run lots of 5Ks, mm-hmm. but I have not run a 10K.
0: That's um, crazy.
1: The furthest distance I've ever ran has been 5 miles, and a 10K is 6.1. Um, so or, yes, I'm a little scared, but I know it's only already, one mi- more mile, but. I am so bad at running. I'm very slow. I'm a very, very <laughs> slow runner. Like, I run, like, a 12-minute mile. Oh. I'm super slow. Yeah. But I'll keep going. That's good. So. That's good. You're determined. Yes. So I just feel that. like,
0: I mean, I feel, I probably am running wrong or something. I always give myself, you,
1: like, shin splints Yeah, probably. You yeah. Can, we, can, we can take you to one of the stores and they can watch you yeah. run. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, at the end of the day, it's finding an activity that you enjoy. Because if you yeah. don't enjoy it, there's so many other things you can do. Yeah. Um, but then my other goal is to do more things I enjoy, which I really enjoy being active. So I promised myself I would do more dance classes this year yep and that's so. definitely
0: on on my list yes so of things that I would like to do yeah
1: more dance classes and mm-hmm. I did did dance class on New Year's Day started it off right and I'm going to one tomorrow night yeah so.
0: yeah. yeah that's awesome yeah I yeah. love to dance I love Pilates yes so I've been doing a lot of that
1: yeah that's good see I don't um, feel like I would like Pilates have you ever tried? No. Okay, so you don't know. I don't know. I would try it. I would try it. That machine does scare me. I feel like I would just like do something wrong. It hits. Like something hits me.
0: It's a little intimidating, but once you get on it, it's not that bad. Like it, yeah. it feels. It's actually kind of fun. Yeah. It's, it's you get to stretch really yeah. well, and that's good. It's good. So yeah, I will have to take you on to a class. you yes, sometime I'll do
1: it. But I'll try anything once. Pretty much. Yeah me too. yeah so it's a prominent a bank i won't try that <laughs> <laughs> why not it'll be fun i know can you imagine <laughs> oh my gosh um would not be good at that um yeah so well that's good well happy 2020 but um
0: yeah we have a lot in store for yes, you guys this year Um, there's been, we had a great year last year. Yeah. Like we, we, how many did we
1: have? 16 episodes? 16 episodes. 16
0: episodes. You guys liked, which was, I forgot what the stats are. Oh, no. I I remember because
1: it's my favorite episode. Uh It's, um, how did she survive? And it's the one where you talk about the lady that fell from the Empire State Building. Oh, yeah. And, I don't even know what I talked about. I don't care. I love what you talked about. That's my favorite story. It's wild, and I also think that may have gotten the most listens because the photos of her are just like so amazing. Like she's just like, oh, like, <laughs> what happened? What happened? It's wild. That's yeah. So that one got the most. That was place. a
0: crazy story. It was a I,
1: crazy.
0: I can't story. believe that she survived.
1: I, I still can't. Can. Believe- How? She did! Know. We talked about it, and Angelica told us all about it, but... <laughs> yeah, so that was the most, uh, most listened, most liked one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this year... um, Oh, actually,
0: well, part of... On my list, too, is to pronounce things correctly, because I mispronounced several words.
1: <laughs> it happens. So don't judge
0: me, because I am just... Try him a bit. You're, you're
1: bilingual. I don't think any <laughs> bilingual person should ever have to apologize about that. <laughs> oh, so funny. Two different places. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. I say so, like a lot. I'm going to try to stop that. So oh much. yeah. That too. Yeah. I have a lot of likes. So mm-hmm. be less Californian.
0: Like, like, like.
1: Um,
0: trying to get social media likes that's why you saying that <laughs> i don't, <laughs> don't know like so that <laughs> like
1: like like this um yeah Let's well, good yeah mm-hmm. so be more consistent so yeah. with that should we should we dive in yeah let's dive right All in right. well what you got for me so angelica did you hear about the men in black the will smith <laughs> men in black well, the Men in Black, yeah. It's based on them. Okay. They're real Men in Black.
0: Oh, the real ones? I don't know about the
1: real ones. Okay. So. I know about the...
0: Here come the Men in Black.
1: <laughs> well, that's about it. Galaxy Defenders. <laughs> Will Smith dancing with the little aliens yeah. in that video. It's great. Uh-huh. Um, also, phenomenal movie. Can we just... Sit? Men in Black, the original. That was a good Will one. Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones. Brilliant. And My Grandmama also. So My Grandmama is from... Montreal. She has a very thick accent. She loved that movie so much. Her favorite part was that little pug dog. (laughs) (laughs) And she just lost it. She would laugh like a banshee every time with that little dog. Uh, Anyways. um, That was such
0: a good movie. It was so good. It had a good soundtrack too.
1: Good soundtrack and movie. Uh I like Men in Black too as well. Um, And Men in Black International was pretty fun I never saw that one it was fun it was fun it was fun it was a good time at the movie okay it wasn't brilliant but yeah it was good um so I actually so I've heard for you know I I knew about the men in black theory Mm -hmm. but I didn't realize until I started researching that I don't know I didn't realize that as much okay all right anyway I don't know what that sentence was that was not a sentence um so first of all um, major props to history.com okay. for pretty much all my research on this nice. <laughs> because also as we know the history channel has now become like alien central it's like history yeah, channel that's now so lives weird aliens and Hitler <laughs> alien Hitler they love it <laughs> <laughs> on June 27th 1947 mm-hmm. Harold Dahl was on a conservation mission on the Puget Sound. Uh, which is near Washington State's Murray Island, and he was um, sometimes gathering logs, but he was definitely in the water on a boat. So I don't okay. know what that means, but anyway,
0: gathering so. logs on a boat.
1: Yeah, maybe they were floating logs. I think floating logs. It's like this it's is like, an easy catch. Easy <laughs> catch. <laughs> he's like a beaver. Like <laughs> I need to build my dam over here, um, and he's with his dog and his son. Okay. And he said that he saw six donut-shaped, unidentified flying objects, or UFOs, hovering Mm -hmm. about a half mile above his boat. And then, um, once they spotted them, one of them fell about, it says, 1,500 feet, and debris from the saucer coming down hit, um, his son. And the family dog, and the family dog did not survive, <gasps> no! which is—I know your face right now—is so sad. <laughs> oh no! Angelica was not anticipating that. Oh no! But the son survived. The son survived. No, the man, dog did not. I wish the dog very, survived. Very, I know. Very sad. Um, and so uh, this guy, doll, he took, he took photos of the debris, and he showed his boss, which is a guy named um, Fred Chris- Chrisman, mm. and um, Chrisman by nature is a skeptic. And so he went to see for himself. And when he went, he saw all this debris, debris. and that there was still actually one of the UFOs was still in the air. So oh. he's like, now I'm a believer. So do
0: they? So do, are there photos of this on the internet?
1: There must be. Okay. I haven't looked it up yet. Right. I need to. <laughs> I, need I need to, to, to find the photos. Um, and And then so the next morning doll said that he was visited by a man in a black suit. Mm-hmm. And this man and him got to talking, and they go to a diner together. And the oh. man, over breakfast, just ch- chatting away, he recounted the incident, like, to a T, mm-hmm. like, of everything that happened. And he warned, and that he basically told Doll, like, hey, since, um, since I... I'm telling you exactly everything that's in here. You can know that I'm for real and do not talk to anybody about this because you'll be in big trouble. Mm -hmm. So um, not not much happens from this, and this is 1947. So Dahl doesn't really talk except him. At some point, him and Chrisman are trying to sell the photos. So I'm going to find those photos. (laughs)
0: Um, And And they have to be somewhere out there.
1: They definitely are. And then they talk to, um, there's this author named um, Gary Barker Mm -hmm. who recounted this story in his book, in his 1956 book, They Knew Too Much About Flying Saucers. So this is when, so this, when this book comes out in 1956, this is when the Men in Black Theory really takes off because it's not just Harold Dahl's account. There's also an account by a guy named Albert Bender. Mm Mm-hmm. So in nineteen fifty two, Albert Bender he was like a premier UFOologist. Like he was believer beyond believer, and he founded this organization called the International Flying Saucer Bureau. Oh my gosh. In, yeah. In how did
0: this get funded? It
1: was just him. It was just him. It was like just like him doing his own research, doing his and own stuff. research, okay. and his own thing, and talking to people. Um, and. He stout, started and then it abruptly shut down in 1953. Mm. And he says that um, the reason is because he was visited by three men in dark suits. And so uh, Gary Barker, when he was writing the story about the guy, Harold Dahl, on the the, oh, the water yeah. and Albert Bender, he started putting two together. And he's like, oh, these are men in black. Visiting yeah. people and warning them not to talk after seeing, um, a spaceship. Yeah. Um, and, and some fuel to the fire happened as well because there was an investigation about a report of a UFO. I, I don't remember exactly who it was. And then some military officials went to go investigate it and their plane crashed. So people are like, see, mm-hmm.
0: government's keeping
1: it quiet. Um, so... And also fueling to it. So after the book comes out, a lot of investigations are done. And the U.S. government investigated Harold Dahl's case with mm-hmm. the on the Puget Sound. And they deemed it a hoax. And then Dahl and Chrisman come forward and they're like, yeah, it was a hoax. But if the men in black are telling you not to talk, wouldn't you say it's a hoax? If like your life is being threatened, and you're like, oh, oh you're gonna backpedal. You might backpedal. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. <laughs> I don't know what I believe, but just saying. <laughs> so, um, so the men in black are. They visit people after people have seen UFOs, uh-huh. and they tell people not to talk about it. They wear dark suits, uh-huh. often hats with sunglasses. And they drive black cars and they always arrive in groups of like two to three, except in Doll's case, it was one. So I don't know. That was a one off. That was a one off of one. <laughs> um, and some people say they're human looking, uh-huh. other people say they're supernatural looking with glowing eyes. Ooh. Um, but my favorite description is um, in the, uh, this book, The Flying Saucers and the Three Men. Which um, describes the men in black that visited Albert Bender, who had his, like, organization shut down. Yeah. And it says, uh, they floated about a foot off the floor. They looked like clergymen, but wore hats similar to Homburg style. Hmm. Don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> their faces were not clearly discernible, for their hats partly hid and shaded them. The eyes of all three figures suddenly lit up like flashlight bulbs. They seemed to burn into my very soul as the pains above my eyes became unbearable, almost unbearable. Oh my gosh. Um, so that's what Bender says. But Bender also has, like, a, he has crazy accounts, like, mm-hmm. says that basically the men in black also, um... Telepathically gave him all this info about UFOs and what they looked like, and they gave him like a a round disc that he had to keep, and uh, oh all gosh. these things. So just wild. Wow. Um, and really, that is the the origins of the Men in Black, going back to Harold Dahl. And you know, there's so many different, um, so many different accounts of.
0: So, a lot people. of people have
1: seen them. A lot of people. A lot of people who claim to have had encounters with alien life forms or UFOs say that they've been visited by men in black, telling them not to talk. But they still talk. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's not like it's not like um, the movie where they... Or maybe or it is. Or maybe they do raise their brains. Maybe
0: they do. Maybe there's been a lot more people... That have seen them but only the ones that talk they didn't get to them
1: fast enough oh no Maybe. that wouldn't make sense
0: because then they already
1: talk about the moonwalk um, it could be i mean it's interesting is it
0: um mainly here in the u.s or have have there been any yeah
1: no it's the <laughs> <it's in> <laughs> percent mainly here in the u.s yeah this is definitely an american thing uh-huh. which is also very interesting to me like why americans are very hung up on aliens now okay full disclosure i absolutely believe there is other life in the universe i feel mm-hmm. like you would have to be a fool to think that there's no other life anywhere in the yeah, universe there has to be some at least some organisms or some absolutely there's yeah. something or there has been something yeah. Do I think they have visited us? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't actually think that we've been visited by anything. It's not without with it's not outside of the realm of possibility. I just mm-hmm. feel like. I
0: mean, have you ever been know. to Roswell,
1: New Mexico? No, and I really want to go. Though. Oh my gosh, you would love it. <laughs> Is it amazing? Yeah. We should take a trip over we there. We should take a trip there.
0: It's pretty crazy. There's even aliens painted on the the Walmart. Yeah. Just, like, on the side of the Walmart. Oh, my God. I all the light it. posts have alien yeah. um, faces on them. Yeah. It's so crazy. Oh, my God. Amazing. <laughs> but, yeah, they have it. We went... Last time I went, it's been a while, but we went to the museum there, Ooh, and they okay. had, like, little artifacts yeah. and, like, all the sightings that have been reported yeah. and all that.
1: I mean... I mean, I would believe, if, I I do have to say, like, if you came to me and you told me you were visited by aliens, I would absolutely believe you. I wouldn't doubt you for a second. I would be like, <laughs> okay, this is, this is happening. You were abducted. Yeah. Believe it. But, uh, in general, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm open to the idea.
0: Yeah. We hit, I did see, when I was visiting my parents in Arizona, and my aunts, there were some aunts and uncles with us, too. Yeah, We saw some weird stuff in the sky, so... I mean, I, I have yeah. a video of it. I need to find it. You
1: should. I yeah. mean, when I was a kid, so when I was a kid, I definitely was a believer. I was like, aliens, I want to. I don't want to meet them because I'm scared, but also want to meet them. Mm-hmm. But I remember, so I was at um, one year I got to go to summer camp, but my mom had to be my camp counselor. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> um, which was not fun. <laughs> and it was, um, so it was also, it was a Christian Missionary Alliance Camp, which was very interesting. Uh-huh. But, so, my teenage counselor got back after curfew, and she told all of us that it was because she and this other counselor, who just so happened to be a boy, mm-hmm. were watching the night sky, and they were like, we saw th- this star, and it lit up super Right, and it was moving all around the sky, and it was going from this, like, one direction to the other, and she was like, we were just, like, so transfixed by it. We couldn't move. Like, I don't know what that was, and I, here I am, 10 years old. I was like... Oh my God, that's crazy. And I believed her and I, the rest of that summer, I would go out and like watch the sky and I'm like, and I'd be like, I think that stars moving a little. Is that a UFO? Is that one? Like, I was so hell bent on finding it. Uh-huh. And then I get older and I'm like, she was making out with that guy. That's, you told me this. Yeah, I, I think I told yeah. you the story before. I was like, yeah, she was making out with him. They're, they were not like kids mixed by a the saucer. <laughs> they were making out. That's what happened there. Um, but, uh, <laughs> why but man, I why I oughta, you made me believe. Yep. Um, but I mean, I guess I'm, yeah, I just feel like we would have more... Like I feel like more realistic stories would be right. out. That's yeah, my only... I think I think so too. But I mean, you never know. You never know. Could be, be the really Men in Black trying to erase it could everybody's be. memory. I mean, it ask, I mean, now I'm kind of scared that the Men in Black are gonna visit me. Oh my gosh!
0: <laughs> Maybe at the door oh, like, <laughs> when you get Just home.
1: <laughs> um, but you have to say I love alien movies. I mean, Men in Black series, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Independence Day. That was a good one. I watch that every July Fourth. Also, I mean Will Smith is just amazing, yeah. and I love Mars Attacks. Oh, oh my, my god, gosh. do I love that Mars is Attacks?
0: A, that is so funny. I actually was um, since I got Apple TV, it was on there. Yeah, and I forgot where it was, on. but anyway, I really want to watch
1: it again. Yeah, it's so, good. it's so good. It is so good. I love it. The best, my favorite Tim Burton film. I have to say, it's so um, good. But yeah, so that is uh, the origins of Men in Black going back to 1947 with Harold Dahl, so.
0: Stephanie, Mm -hmm. did you hear about the Ken and Barbie
1: killers? Yes. Yes, I have. But tell me all about them. Oh my God. They are wild and one of my favorites, so I can't, I want to hear all about it.
0: I had heard of them, but I hadn't, I had forgotten about them. Because after I started doing research and I was like, oh yeah, I I remember seeing them in a documentary or yeah. something, but there's this other documentary which I'm not going to say the name because I might, I might talk about it in okay. one of our future um, episodes. Yeah. But anyway, they mentioned one of the, the lady yes in it in this documentary. So okay. I was like, oh that's a good one. Yes, I like I changed my topic. Okay, so I got a lot of information. I watched this documentary called Serial Killers. Documentary, mm-hmm. and they, they just do like different yeah. serial killers, yeah. Um, on YouTube, and then there's like a bunch of different other websites that I found. Uh, it was like on Wikipedia, all that's yeah. all that's interesting. com. Um, there's a a bunch of them. I didn't put all of them in here, but yeah. Anyway, there's like I try to find the most accurate yeah. information I could. So okay, so it all starts with. A man named Paul Bernardo. Yeah. Um, and and a lady named Carla Hamalka. Hamalka. I think that's how you say it. Homolka.
1: Homolka. I'm not sure. I think I've it heard, it. I've heard okay. it a few different ways. A few different
0: ways. Anyway, so this was um, a seemingly a seemingly seemingly <laughs> unlikely <Arab> pair <gasps> of Canadian killers. So this has happened in Canada. Paul, I'm gonna do a little history about yes. who they were, yeah, and then and then I will put it all together. Okay. So Paul Bernardo was born on August 27th, 1964, in Ontario, Canada, to Kenneth and Marilyn Bernardo. They were pretty well off. It was it was like a stable middle class yeah. family, um, but with everything else that happens in the story, it was all, it's always like. Everything looks perfect from the outside, but it's, there's like a dark past in the background. In 1975, Kenneth Bernardo, which is his dad, was charged with child molestation.
1: Oh. And there were
0: rumors that he had even molested his own daughter. Yeah. um, Which, uh, Paul was the youngest of the kids. I forgot how many kids they had. But anyway, so there was like, there were rumors about that. Yeah. And uh, Paul didn't seem to be affected by this mm-hmm. until he was 16, and mm. that was when um, his mom told him that he actually wasn't, his, his dad wasn't actually his real dad,
1: mm. and
0: that she had had an affair. Mm-hmm. And so after that, his behavior started changing. He yeah. seemed a little, like, his family says he seemed a little off after that. He began to refer to his own mother as a slob and a whore. Um, And then he started, like, he was just, like, started to act out. And then also he started to peek into windows of neighbors while they were undressing. No, no. No, 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 (laughs) no, no.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And, oh, another thing, just backtrack a little. He was a very good-looking guy. Yes. Yeah, he was very good-looking, seemed like the boy next door. He Had, um... Well, he does, he's still alive. So he's yeah, amigo. Ooh, oh, <laughs> hold on. oh
1: my gosh. Is he okay? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Sorry. He he just no, went. No down. Oh no. He's okay. All right. So he was a very good-looking guy. Mm-hmm. Like the Ted Bundy. <laughs> yeah. That
0: Ted Bundy. Um. Yeah. So anyway, so he would always get the girls, and right, it, you know, it wasn't hard for him to be charming, and right all that um he went to study at the University of Toronto and there he began began picking up women at the bars but there were always incidences of them breaking up with the with him because he would humiliate them like verbally mm. abuse them mm-hmm. some there were even claims of some of the girlfriends um would get beat mm-hmm. and so they would dump him and you know it was kind of a known thing around the area but like he yeah. still would get all these girls and yeah um fortunate yeah yeah charming yep charming i even wrote here just like ted bundy (laughs) yep um so he was also i don't know if this is true i tried to uh uh, i like found this information but i don't know if it's 100 percent true because i only read in one article Mm -hmm. but anyway it says that he was a salesman at some point Mm -hmm. uh and so, like, he would use those tactics to pick up girls, too. Yeah. so I mean... I believe that. Yeah, I believe it. Totally. Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, he would, like, entice them and everything. So then during this time, um, starting in... When he was in college, it was around um, May of 1987, there is a suburb of Scarborough in Ontario that started getting a lot of rape... Uh, mm-hmm. yes. Victims yep. and a lot of accounts of people, of women being raped. Yeah. And so they started naming this person because a lot of them were the same or it was like in the same manner.
1: Yeah.
0: They started naming this person the Scarborough rapist. And there was a whole search for who this was. Women were on the alert. Um, These girls were being, a lot of, I mean, they couldn't see him. Right. So he would just like abduct them in the early hours of the morning, um, while they were getting off buses or they were, they were walking home. Um, there was only one girl I think that was in her room. I think that mm-hmm. he got into her room and yeah. and raped her. Um, the women were all between the ages of fifteen and twenty one, and the attacks all included beatings, intense verbal abuse. And dire threats to discourage victims from going to the police. Um, they, anyway, they, the authorities put two and two together and they, yeah. they just, dis- they said it was like the same person because it was happening in the same area. Yeah. And this was over five years. So they didn't have any leads. They didn't know who did it. Um, there was at least 19 young women that were raped. And this is only the official count, so there could have been a lot more. That's so
1: many. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then the one that was attacked in her bedroom was a 15-year-old girl. Mm. So there was a couple of the victims that did manage to fight him off before they were abused, and they were able to see his face, kind of. Mm -hmm. So um, they were questioned. He was never – or he was questioned – but he was never named as an official sub uh, suspect yeah. because of the the girls that did get away. They um, made a composite based off of their mm-hmm. recollesh- recollections. Yeah. And here I'll show you the this is the composite that they had.
1: OK. Yeah. So yeah. that was like
0: they're like he had light hair, light eyes. And um, so anyway, that's what they made. For yeah. It and what, what he was wearing, he was like around five ten to five to six foot. Okay, so they never found out who this person was yeah. up until up until this time. Um, enter Carla Hamolka.
1: <laughs> oh, Carla!
0: <laughs> oh, Carla!
1: She's If something. She goes. Yeah.
0: So uh, Carla met or Paul actually met Carla. Um, in fall of 1987, when he was 23 and she was 17, mm. uh, I watched a documentary, it was saying that they were, like, at a diner or something, yeah. and he walked in, and, and it was like love at first, or lust at first sight, right, yeah. or whatever, yeah. and, uh, I guess they, like, went to a hotel that later that day and hooked up or something. Oh,
1: as, I was you, like, do. as, as you, you do, as you do. If it's, I mean, who amongst us has not met somebody at a diner and then gone to a hotel? Yeah,
0: it's like hello, hello, it's the thing to do. <laughs> it's the thing to do. It is the thing to do. Yeah. So, who is this Carla lady? You might ask. All right, who is I will she? tell you. Tell me. <laughs> so she was born at, uh, to Dorothy and Carol Homolka in Ontario in 1970, and she was the eldest of three siblings. She was described as really pretty, smart, popular mm-hmm. she um was she loved animals like she wanted to be a vet, yeah she was actually working at a pet store whenever oh. she met um Paul, yeah, or no pet store or vet, veterinary clinic I think it was a pet store I don't know anyway um she she was really pretty, like and so there's yeah. nothing like she was just a normal girl, yeah. So then after they started hooking up, um, Paul was, like, really into her. And then he found, he kind of, like, he figured out that she was going to, she had the same interest that he did. Sick Mm. fantasies. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I have I have a quick question. Did yeah. she have anything messed up in her childhood too? I can't I didn't, remember. I
0: didn't find anything weird. Um, I think she it said there was. She just had a normal upbringing.
1: Okay, that's even that makes it worse for her.
0: Yeah, okay. I know.
1: I was just curious. I couldn't remember. Um, yeah,
0: I don't okay. think I don't think she did, but I think. Yeah. I don't know, like, I mean, from, I'm sure maybe she did, and I just didn't find it, just because of
1: what she's, must have, something must have.
0: I think, I did, in the documentary, they did say that she was very insecure, Okay, and so I think that might have, even though she was really smart and pretty, and and, um, everybody liked her, she still was really insecure, so I think that kind of played on, um, yeah. To her and Paul's relationship. Gotcha. So anyway, they, um, they got, ended up getting married. Um, every, he said that we are happier than ever. He's so great. So romantic. But the truth was that, that they were not great. (laughs)
1: It's that Instagram life.
0: (laughs) Instagram life. Instagram life. Life. Life, Yeah. It's not true. Anyway, so, so, mind you, this, all, all this stuff that I'm about to tell you happened before they even got married. Okay. So, this is kind of leading up to when they're going to get married. Okay, so, he complained to Hamolka one, one Christmas, well, it was all before Christmas, that he Mm -hmm. was not, that she was not a virgin when they, when they met, and, and he wanted to look elsewhere. So Hamulka, because she was so giving and was like, I got you, boo. <laughs> I know what I'm going to get you for Christmas. She decided to give him a Christmas present, which was Hamulka's 15-year-old sister Tammy's mm-hmm.
1: virginity. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. He, she wasn't like, oh my gosh, you're crazy.
1: Yeah. She was like,
0: this is what I'm going to do for you. <laughs> oh.
1: That's true love, girl. It's true love. Uh, so I'm going to go for you. Oh my gosh,
0: this is so messed up. Oh, I forgot it's to say it's again. Good <laughs> it gets weird. So, yeah, I forgot to say, uh, listener beware. If you are are um, squeamish, squeamish, or you know this is disturbing, yeah, for you, like fast forward, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so on December 23rd, 1990, while at a Christmas party at the Homolka family home, Homolka spiked her own sister's drinks with animal anesthetics that she had stolen from the clinic where she worked. Um, That night, while the rest of the family was asleep and Tammy was unconscious, Homolka held a halothane-soaked cloth that she had also, like, I think she had taken the tranquilizers she had I don't know either I think they were both from the clinic yeah. that she worked at anyway so she took this soaked cloth and put it over her sister's mouth um, and then they started raping her yeah while videotaping ah I hate the these whole people so much brutal <laughs> brutal assault yeah crazy so then. Tammy kind of woke up. She began choking up vomit. Mm-hmm. And the couple panicked and tried to hide the evidence before calling an ambulance. Like, they put her clothes back on. They called them. And the teenager never regained consciousness. Mm-hmm. She was taken to the hospital, but yeah. she never was revived. Although, there was this mysterious chemical burn on her face, which was from the cloth. Oh, yeah. But but the they uh, the couple told the police that... It was from Rugburn when they were trying to revive her. This place is dumb. Oh my god. Yeah. And then there were no drugs. No drugs were traced in her system. So it was ruled an accident as a result of choking on vomit from alcohol poisoning.
1: That's so crazy. And it's crazy that they didn't do... Like, I think nowadays, I think now you... If somebody dies under a certain age like you have to do like a sexual assault kit or like I think you have to do like a very intense yeah I'm surprised they didn't do I know because they would have they would have found yeah like trauma and yeah evidence so heartbreaking so yeah anyway continue yeah
0: (laughs) so the family kind of dealt with it and they're like oh it's an accident like you know they went on So they moved... Ended up... Because I think she was living still with her sister at the time. And I think she moved out after that. Um, And it went on, though, after that. Not... It didn't... Paul was a little more... He was more like, oh, I want more. I want more. Yeah. So. Next was the murder of... Or after... No, that was Tammy. Okay. In 1991 uh Hamulka lured another teenager she had befriended at work to their home that so now they didn't move to, yeah they didn't move in together and they drugged her abused her and videotaped it only this time she survived and woke up with no memory of the horrific events so they started there were a few that actually survived. But That's they just crazy. didn't remember anything, so Oh my god. They're just like, "Oh, like you just passed out." Yeah. yeah. So then on June 29th, 1991, oh yeah, that was their wedding day. So, but this was the same day that So the, okay, they were getting married, but at the same day, on the same day, the police discovered the remains of a girl in the lake mm. within um, eight concrete blocks like there oh she was, like her torso was stuffed and like oh my god at the bottom of the lake Lord. while they were getting married so this at this point Paul is 26 and Homolka is or um, what's her first name Carla Carla is 21 at this point. Jesus. Um, so they're getting, they're getting married. But this was, like I said, the, the incidents that yeah. were happening were before the marriage. So we're still, I'm just trying to like backtrack because yeah. that's when they were discovered. Anyway, so the remains that were discovered were of 14 year old Leslie Mahaffey, who had disappeared on June 15th. She had been kidnapped by the Ken and Barbie killers and abused over the course of several days. As the grisly discovery was made, the killers enjoyed an elaborate wedding ceremony which included their entrance in a white horse-drawn carriage. So this is, yeah, her body parts were found in the lake. So then after uh, about a year later from their wedding, it's in April 16, 1992, a girl goes missing and it's a 15 year old girl named Kristen French they so they ended up again making her like her sex slave and all this stuff Mm. was they were being filmed or they were filming the whole thing and they left her body battered and her hair partially shaved in a ditch alongside a rural rural road which was really close to the cemetery where the other girl was buried Leslie Mahaffey crazy so then the police soon realized that the two murders were connected right and then remember that composite sketch that they had yes so <clears throat> after they started investigating that they were like oh well maybe this is connected yeah. to this rapist too um and there were all these tips that were called in some of them were even some of his uh Paul's co-workers yeah and um, friends who said that he was pretty violent. Like, yeah. they wouldn't be surprised if that was him. Stuff like that. So, they started looking into him. Um, while they're the police are looking into this, Homolka is also being abused by Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, um, in January 1993, she left him after... He abused her. It was like one of the, it was a really bad abuse. He beat her with a flashlight. Mm-hmm. And so she had to go to the hospital. She had two black eyes, a broken rib, and lots of bruises. And Um. within two months after that, mm-hmm. there was a DNA sample that was taken from, because uh, Paul had been, come in already. He was a su- kind of a suspect, not really. Right. But he had given DNA. And like, yeah. back then it wasn't. They hadn't tested the DNA yet, so right. now they're testing the DNA, and it turned up as a match for the Scarborough rapist. Right, right. Um,
1: we're here. Let me show you the. This is the girl's face. Oh my god, that's yeah. so intense. Yeah, so intense. But also, like the DNA, like he, I remember, like didn't he give it to them when he was first interviewed, when he was first like a maybe suspect for the rapes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that's what it was. Year, they never fucking tested it and yeah. like they could have prevented all this
0: i know yeah yeah, yeah. they never because
1: he was so charming that yeah. they were like oh couldn't be him yeah people it's were like no yeah, it's not him don't test the dna you crazies yeah. tested the dna
0: or oh, we test the dna mm-hmm.
1: so crazy it's so crazy her face is bonkers
0: yeah that's a bad beat yeah but okay so Realizing the gig was up, Hamolka quickly got a lawyer and set a plea bargain because, well, the DNA had matched. So she was like, oh, no, they're going to figure it out. Yeah. So she made a bargain in exchange for testifying against Paul. um, And she told him everything. She said, yeah, he raped all these women and that he forced her to do all this stuff with him. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And with that, they were like, okay. You are off the hook, and it was like a secret yeah. type of thing. Like it yeah. was a whole controversy because yeah. Canada, the Canadians, were not happy about this. Yeah, no, because they were. No, they all kind of knew. Like, okay, she can't be innocent.
1: No, with all this, definitely not.
0: But she made a deal, so yeah, they. Uh, she was sentenced to twelve-year sentence in exchange for her cooperation. But later, it backfired because. They found the videotapes, yeah. which they had made, and Homolka's true nature was revealed. She was not the obese victim. She had actually done a lot of the stuff herself. Yeah. And Ugh. to this day, Paul says that um, that she was the one that killed all of the girls. Mm-hmm. It wasn't... He He admitted to raping, but he's like, I didn't kill any of them. She killed the two. And then tried to kill, well, the sister was accidental, accidental, but, like, for sure the two that were killed. Um, So, in 2005, Homolka was released. Yep. And she has since remarried and given birth.
1: Crazy. Uh, I know, which
0: I'll tell you, hold on, Uh. let me tell you a little which I was listening to earlier. But anyway, Paul Ber- um Paul was found guilty of all charges against yeah. him and sentenced to life in prison for rape, murder and kidnap of two teenage girls. Though it's believed he'd killed a couple more. His rape victims number somewhere in the double digits. Um there were some conflicting conflicting numbers on how many rape victims there were, so Yeah. I don't know. It had to be I feel like it had to be like at least 15 or something because it said 19 and then it's 15 or 13. I don't know. A lot. There's probably a lot. Um, so in 2018, he, uh, had an application for parole, Mm -mm. so, uh, it was denied after only 30 minutes. (laughs) Good. Uh, but he's never apologized, uh, there's never been an indication of remorse, Mm -hmm. um, He's even said that he hasn't, he didn't feel anything when he was doing this to his victims. And, um, she, so she actually now, cause I did a little bit of research of what she's doing now. Yeah. She moved to, she moved like, a, um, to another country and then, but apparently she came back to Canada now. Uh-huh.
1: She has three kids, I think. She had her first kid in 2007. So. Oh my God. Who married this monster? That's the other thing.
0: I know. It's this guy. I forgot his name. I didn't write it down. But yeah, right? It's like. What? (sighs) Jesus. Anyway. Oh, yes. So I was going to tell you. So there was this news report recently that she's been volunteering at this school. Oh, my God. In Canada. And all the parents are outraged. They're like, how dare you have this woman in here? She's a. Yeah. Yeah she's a murderer, like... Yeah. Well, blah, 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 like, and so they were showing her, they were, like, trying to follow her around and everything.
1: Jesus. But... Yeah. yeah. No, just... And that's their wedding photo. That's their wedding photo. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, like, she copped a deal because she knew if they saw those videos, they knew that she would not be, like, an innocent little victim. Yeah. And she, monster. I mean, they're both terrible in a way. I don't know, like... And this is going to sound really bad, but, like, when women do stuff like this, it, to me, it's way worse. Yeah. Well, no, that's what they were saying in the documentary that I watched. It was, like,
0: she was, a lot of the people that were on that being interviewed were, like, she was probably worse than this yeah. guy. Yeah. Just because, and I don't, I don't know. It was just, like. She knew about all of it. She was okay yeah. with it. She stayed with this guy. She knew about it all before they got
1: married. Yeah, and in uh, the stuff like this, her sister is just like the most heartbreaking. And though, when you think about the videos, like the poor police officers that had to view those videos, the poor lawyers that had to view those videos, the poor jury—the jury actually didn't see. They the didn't videos. have to. Okay, yeah, I was wondering. They,
0: um, they just. Showed or they they heard the videos, but they didn't see them. Thank God. Uh. Yeah, because there was, like, a jury member that was talking about it, saying that, like, it was, it would have been good for the jury to see it, but then also it was good that they did it, because he's like, you, we would have yeah. been scarred. No.
1: But, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, the only, the only, there's no real silver lining, but I would say, like, What's the one thing that you can take away from these cases like from them or like Ted Bundy is like it's n- the monster is not always look like a monster. Yeah. Because like they are they're very attractive people and they're just do horrifying things and it's just like Mhm. Ah, it's crazy. It's crazy. They also um Ted Bundy's Um, girlfriend that Mm -hmm. was with him forever I forgot her name right now Mm -hmm. Um, she's re-releasing so after he was arrested she wrote a book called The Phantom Prince oh yeah you told me about that one yeah I haven't read it yet but and she's re-releasing it this year with like more info and a bunch of photos like a bunch more photos of their time Mm. together and some of the photos have been coming out and it's super super creepy because he's just, like, playing with her daughter. And, oh, her daughter also writes, like, a little bit in this um, version. Um, but, like, playing with his daughter. And just, ugh, just... Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. I mean, he, he's Aww. the worst. Well, thank you. That was a wonderful job. Thank you for telling about those monsters. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's so crazy. And, I mean, they're still... Well, she's out in the world. It's, I, I can't imagine her with kids and... No. Like, what does she? Get, what are the kids gonna like? What do the kids think of her? I don't they probably know. don't know
1: yet. Or, I mean, yeah. they could just
0: Google her and.
1: Yeah. I think she changed her she name. She did change her name. But I mean, you can find it. It's fun, yeah. so funny. Like, Canada, like, I love Canada, but Canada has pretty lax sentences. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially
0: for kids. Like, um, if you commit a murder before 18, I think you can only get like five years or something. They're crazy. 10 years maybe, but it, it's there's crazy. like a, there's a cap. Right, yeah. Because yeah. you're underage or something. It doesn't even matter
1: the severity of yeah. the like, crime. It's yeah. so crazy. It's just run free. I mean, well, I mean, I guess like it makes sense because like if, you're, if somebody is a child and they're doing this, something very bad has happened to them so they need intensive therapy and, you know, but I don't know. Well, anyway. it was also,
0: I remember the, um, the episode, the early episode that I talked about the beheading of mm, the guy mm-hmm, on the Greyhound. Mm-hmm. He was from Canada, too, and he's out and about That's now. That's
1: crazy.
0: That's crazy. <laughs> so, Canadians, I love you. You guys
1: are too nice why you? Why are
0: you so nice? Too
1: nice. Yeah, a little too nice. You get taken advantage of. Yeah. So you got all these serial killers coming out. I around. mean, not that as Americans we can talk because our prison system is terrible. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I'm glad I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> We're like, in law. Like, I couldn't do it. It takes a lot oh, to change man. things. Oh, man. But, yeah. um, yeah. That's wild. Ken and Barbie color is crazy. Yeah. was crazy. Um, thanks for sharing that, those monsters. <laughs> They're <Not> monsters. <gasps> They're monsters. I know. Um, well... Yeah. on that note i, f- I feel um had your kids had your wife had your kids had um, your wife hi everyone hi to everyone but uh yeah thanks for for listening and happy new year happy new year and tell your friends tell your wife <laughs> tell <don't> your <laughs> tell your friends tell your wife <laughs> we'll put podcasts all up in here <laughs> You. Awesome.
0: All right, guys. Okay. Well, until next time, please send us any requests yes. or anything you would like to talk about, yes. or sure. any of your stories, because we want to hear it all. It all. Woohoo! <laughs> Bye. <laughs>